When I launched this podcast, I honestly felt there was a need for this type of platform to be out there. Something I had personally not seen, but maybe I had not even looked for as much was this, like podcasts in which people were talking more openly about grief, um, talking more openly about death as well. Um, and also the relation of grief, not just being associated with death was something that was crucial for me. And if you guys ever hear in my intro, it says, you know, changes and transitions that people have experienced. So I, I don't say deaths in that intro. It's just changes or transitions that shift our life. Hello, and welcome to Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between podcast. This podcast is about exploring the grief that occurs at different times in our lives in which we have had major changes and transitions that literally shake us to the core and make us experience grief. I created this podcast for people to feel a little less hopeless and alone in their own grief process as they hear the stories of others who have had similar journeys. I'm Kendra Rinaldi, your host. Now, let's dive right in to today's episode. Welcome to episode number 100, 100th episode of Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between. I am so happy you all are here. Uh, this episode would be will be a solo episode. I believe this is probably only my third episode in which it's just me talking. Uh, the other two, I think I've done, maybe three because I did one in Spanish as well, were just an introduction to what the podcast was about. And the other ones were regarding Mother's Day um, that I did a solo one then. So um, I am actually not used to me being the only one talking. I'm usually... <laughs> more comfortable interviewing uh, someone than I am chatting myself. But I wanted to um, do this hundredth one myself because honestly, I would have not known which even episode to choose to be the 100th episode. Um, I do have a, you know several that I've pre-recorded, but also because uh, it is also two years since I launched the podcast and thought it would be a good opportunity to be able to talk a little bit with you all about this process and what it has meant to me, as well as sharing a little bit of the ins and outs that go into recording an episode. Um, these are questions I'm sometimes asked, <laughs> as well as how I find guests to be on the podcast, and also just a little bit of my learnings and what I've learned in this process. So that's what this short uh, solo episode will be about. So I'm going to start at the beginning, which was March 2020 when this podcast was launched. The uh, first person I interviewed was my brother. So that was the first episodes in plural. There were two episodes that were released uh, with my brother. And those were uh, regarding the topic of the grief he experienced um, when our sister passed away. And he was seven years old when that occurred. So it was him recounting, you know, what it was, you know, the, you know, grief through the eyes of a child is that that one's called. And then the other episode was him sharing 
the experience after our mom passed away. So in that episode, you guys also, the listeners, got to hear a little bit about my own grief journey since I was talking to a member of my family. I have yet to interview my dad and my sister, and they have, of course, stories as well. Um, and they will, I'm sure, come come on at one point or another. But that was, again, the beginning of this podcast. From there on, I ended up interviewing people that I had, that I knew, some that I knew through the, uh, through, you know, work and stuff and people that I had related with, you know, had interactions with or had had conversations with regarding grief and, um, as well as friends. So the first guests were primarily people I knew. Um, as I launched the, um, the Instagram account and started interacting with other people that were in the grief space, either because they were grief coaches uh, or they themselves had um, a you know po- podcast or they um, were following you know podcasts like this because they had their own grief journey. Um, then uh, I started to get you know requests to be people to be on the podcast and um and then I would also then find stories and you know friend them on Instagram and connect that way in order for them to be on the podcast so those were some of the other interactions that occurred and so some of the guests that you've heard have been primarily because of those connections on Instagram then the other type of connections I've had and other guests I've had have been authors, um, several authors that have contacted me, either they themselves or their publishers and, and so forth, or their agents, in order for them to be on this space. And that that for me uh, was quite, let me just say, um, humbling. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cry. It was really humbling. It was one of those pivotal moments when people started um, reaching out to me to be on the podcast in which I was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) the fact that they even found the podcast and want to share uh, about their book on the podcast means so much. And um, it just, and this was probably a little bit less than a year into the podcast that I already started to get these requests. And it, uh, it just felt so amazing. And, um, Honestly, a lot of times, you know, the whole imposter syndrome would creep in as well as I would do that interviewing people that I'm like, oh, my gosh, like this person's been interviewed on Good Morning America or Today Show or whatever, you know, things like that, that I'm like, how how am I going to interview this author? Uh, They have so much experience and um, and doing all these, you know. Uh, yeah, again, imposter syndrome that a lot of us end up going through. Uh, But the reality is that the one thing that we all had in common and that I've had in common with everyone that's been on the podcast is that we all share a grief journey. Even if that's a different type of grief, we all understand that we have that commonality and therefore I can just relate to that. We, I can relate to people's stories and their journeys and that's how the interviews are formed. So let me share with you a little bit about the interview process. If you've been hearing this podcast a while, you may know that I do not prepare 
questions. I believe I've only maybe written questions down twice, and it has been from authors twice, maybe three times, authors of, of, of books that were sent to me months prior to the interview that after I read the book, then I'd had some notes and I would then, you know, relate back to that. Uh, but there's, for example, other authors I've interviewed that I've not read their book prior to interviewing just because of the timeliness of when they uh, schedule the interview and me not honestly having all the time in the world to read every single uh, book that I am uh, given prior to interviewing the person. That's just a reality. Uh, I wish I could read everyone's book, but it's it actually doesn't happen to be the case all the time. But anyhow, so my interview process is normally the following. I tell the guests, uh, this, there's a lot of back and uh, so a few back and forth after, after the person has already um, scheduled their appointment, which they just go on my website and schedule a time slot to record. Uh, then I send them an email letting them know where we're going to record. As of now, we've been using a platform called Zencaster. Only a few interviews we've had to use Zoom uh, just based on people, you know, just the Zencaster not working or somebody not having the appropriate setup for using Zencaster. And then we go into, um, oh, uh, the, and, and in that email, then I request for them to send me their bio and their picture because that's what I use on Instagram and on Facebook to promote the episode. So. If you were ever curious, I was like, oh, what does this person look like? <laughs> I know, I know, like my dad, for example, is like, I want to know what people look like. I'm like, oh, I post their picture on Instagram and Facebook. It doesn't show up on the uh, podcast platforms, but it does show up on the social media platforms. So make sure that if you've heard these interviews and you're like, I'm so curious what this person looks like, or I'd like to connect more with that person, either go to Instagram or just go to even just the links I share in the show notes. Their websites are there, and that way you can connect with those individuals yourselves as well yourself as well so anyway so in in that back and forth I asked I let them know that the overall kind of arch of the conversation will be what was their brief journey or story and again as you have learned from this podcast it's not all these stories or interviews I share have to do with death and some of them don't have anything specific that you're like, oh, is that grief or not? Because sometimes it's gr career changes. But yes, there's grief in that. There's a change, right? So remember that when you're listening to this, you might think like, where does this fit into that? You know, um, it's basically anything that's happened in someone's life that's made them either pivot or shift or grow um, or experience then some form of gratitude in the process of this shift or change. So Anyhow, so the overall umbrella of the conversation is always what was the what was the situation? What were some of the tools this person used in that process? And then the kind of the arch of this conversation will be what were the learnings, what was the growth, um, or what were the aspects of gratitude from going through that experience? So that is pretty much all the guests get from the um from the podcast. That's it. That's all they get before they hop on an interview with me. <laughs> and then from there on, it's just a matter of a conversation. So the reason I'm sharing all these details is because I do have friends that have then launched their own episode, you know, their own podcast and have even asked me, how do you do it? How do you do it? Uh, so that's what I'm sharing in case you as a listener are even curious as to how it is that you could you know, have a podcast yourself. 
So, um, so in that conversation, that's the thing. It's like, don't we all just talk? Don't we have conversations? Do we plan out our conversations if we meet a friend for dinner? Do we plan out our conversations uh, if we go out for coffee? Do we plan our conversation if we go and buy coffee and we're talking to the person that's you know selling as a coffee or the person at the grocery store and we have a conversation about the day and this and that? No, you we it's a, it's like you listen and then you ask. So that is basically what this whole journey has been for me has just been asking, listening, and when they're sharing, anything that comes up in their share, another question comes up and then it's just that conversation. But for me, having that overall um, arch again of what the conversation is going to be about that also guides me as to what questions I ask throughout and also trying to maintain it to be about not more than an hour long, long conversation. Now with some exceptions, as you have seen in the podcast, there has some, some exceptions. I think my longest episode was one that was like two and a half hours that I was able to shave off 30 minutes of, um, and edit it to two. But in general, that is what I try to do but also respecting that everyone has a story. And sometimes, you know, these guests is sometimes a first time ever that someone's sharing their story in this, in this way. So also knowing that this space is not only for you as listeners to be able to learn and relate to someone's story, but also it is a space for the person that is sharing to have this process of their story to be, you know, being heard. Um, and especially when it comes to the death of a loved one, when someone gets to share their loved one's name and their story is just so important. And, um, I, I hold space for them in that process. So that's why sometimes then interviews can go a little longer than planned, but that gives you an idea of the interview process. Now, the back and forth of the communication plus the recording plus the editing, the whole process can take about three hours. So when you're listening to an episode, know that there's been about three hours of work put into each episode. The reason I share this is because sometimes we we undervalue the time that it goes to people that produce something like TV shows, movies, this, that goes into getting this out there, you know, books, all the process that goes into that. So uh, hell, even eating, even food, when we go and eat at a restaurant, it's like we expect, you know, we, we, we forget all the time that's even taken for that food to even get to our plate, not just from the kitchen, but just even just the fact that it was it has traveled sometimes miles and miles, you know, of a produce coming from another country to then end up on your plate. And we really uh, disregard that time that goes into things. So by maybe you guys understanding a little bit of that process, also when you're listening to an episode or you wonder, how come there's no more, you know, there's only one episode a week. Um, now you know why, because my husband does have a full-time job. He's my, he's my editor here, my producer after we, you know, when we record, he helps me produce the podcast, make sure that it sounds right. So I, he can only edit on his days off. So therefore that is where it is. That's where we're at now. Eventually, if something shifts and, 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 you know, in the process, then maybe we can have somebody else do that and we can uh, launch more episodes uh, so that you all can get more of these juice, juicy, 
juicy connections. I had a friend named Nikki who loved the word juicy. And every time I say juicy, I, I, I think of her as like, oh, do you have any juicy stories? <laughs> so uh, if she ever listens to this episode, she'll know I'm talking about her. But anyhow, so that is the production part of the podcast. Now you know the time it took. And now I want to share with you guys a little more of um, my learnings in this process. Oi vey, oi vey, as they say. So when I launched this podcast, I honestly felt there was a need for this type of platform to be out there. Something I had personally not seen, but maybe I had not even looked for as much was this, like podcasts in which people were talking more openly about grief, um, talking more openly about death as well. Um, and also the relation of grief, not just being associated with death was something that was crucial for me. And if you guys ever hear in my intro, it says, you know, changes and transitions that people have experienced. So I, I don't say deaths in that intro. It's just changes or transitions that shift our life. Right. So I, 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 that, that part for me was extremely important that would come across in these episodes and these interviews was that that grief occurs in different areas of our life and at different times. So, um, so anyway, that was why I launched the podcast. Now, once I launched and once I had the Instagram going and so forth, I started seeing that there were other platforms. I don't know when these are not, not other platforms, sorry, other podcasts as well that were talking about the topic of grief. Now, I do not know if they all launched around the same time. Um, I, I don't know, because as I was even kind of researching, even to put this out there, I didn't see that many first off when I was first starting to, um, to do it. So I think there was a need and a lot of us basically came out with these offerings of podcasts, uh, or blogs or, you know, articles on newspapers, things like that regarding the topic of grief, um, or Instagram accounts that people share because there was a need out there and it was so timely because then also it was right around the time then of the pandemic and people really needing to feel heard and uh, relate to someone else of what they were going through. Um, loss of jobs, loss of identity, loss of freedoms, things like that that came up during that time of being quarantined and world kind of shutting down, people not being able to see their families for years at a time and so forth. So this was really, really needed, I believe, during that period. And of course, it's a conversation that continues to go on and will continue to, to, to happen. So um, some of the things I've, well, so that was one of the things I've learned. I learned that there was definitely a need for sure. The other thing I have um, learned is that I could basically, personally, as I'm interviewing someone in the episode in the podcast, again, I can relate to to um, almost anyone's story, some way or another, even if whatever they've experienced is very different than mine, and it's because there's some type of human emotion associated with what they've gone through that I've also experienced myself. So. That is another one of the learnings is that I feel I've been able to relate in some way, shape, or form to every single one of the guests. And um, and as of now, I have interviewed over 100 people. It's just I have not released all one, you know, all of the episodes with every single interview uh, yet. 
But um, in those stories, um, I've learned so much as well about the resilience of the human spirit and how amazing, amazing humans are um, that we can go through so much and somehow or another find gratitude in, in that process, you know, or after having experienced that. I have had so many guests that just leave me in awe. I've gotten goosebumps when I'm talking to guests. Um, it's just uh, a, a lot of learning and soul-touching moments for me. And um, so those are some of the things that I've learned. And, and really, the one thing that is definitely a, a common thread is that grief is so unique to the person experiencing it. So um, that journey of each individual is just very unique. And even though we might find, again, some little commonalities here or there, everyone is going to experience it differently. So that that has been a common thread throughout, has been that of knowing how unique each story is. And that's the reason that I could probably interview, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, a hundred people on the death, let's say, of a sibling, and each one will have had a very unique experience of how they navigated their grief journey, even though they all lost a sibling. And the same could be for loss of job uh, or divorce or anything like that, right? So everyone has a very unique way in which they navigate that. And it does come a lot it has a lot, sorry, to do with our upbringing, um, our own, our own personality, because again, an upbringing, right? Siblings could all have been in the same household, same parents, and yet everybody experiences the death of either their parent or somebody in their family very differently because it's so unique to you and your own personality and your own interpretation of the world and how you see the world in your eyes. Um, so I, I find that just so intriguing how we can get so many different perspectives um, out of the same experience. So now I wanted to share uh, um, and also thank you all. First of all, let me, I, <laughs> I upload my podcast on a platform called SoundCloud. And from there is where it goes to all the other platforms. Now on here, I get insights about the podcast and um, how many listens and so forth. And there's some some episodes that get heard a lot more than others. Uh, a lot of times probably has to do with just how much even just the guest themselves shares with their circle of friends. That's probably primarily what it is, not because that story necessary is not about that story not being um, relatable. It's just usually if that guest themselves have shared it with others. So, um, and how big their, their circle of influence is as well. But the, um, the thing that probably shocked me the most when I first, um, uh, kind of looked at these insights of the podcast and the statistics was the amount of countries in which this podcast has been listened, uh, has been heard. And it's over 50, it's actually now over 60 countries that have heard the uh, the uh, podcast. So just to give you an idea, just so that you can, it, it could like 
the one that right now is like uh, the tied to the the least right now in the top 60 right now that I have here uh, are like Dominican Republic and Taiwan. That, for example, those are, but other than that, like there's Kenya, Morocco, Norway, Puerto Rico, Saudi Arabia, uh, Slovakia, Thailand, Israel, Nigeria, Chile, Ecuador, Ghana, Guatemala. I mean, I can, <laughs> the amount of countries just like is amazing and i i love that because that really goes to show that um we all our stories connect us our stories connect us and for those of you that have been guests and have shared your story here just know that someone in this in another country that you have probably not even heard of has heard your story and that they've connected to that. And that for me is like, wow. So of course the United States, just just because this is where I launched the podcast is, and because it is in English is the one that um, has, and actually a lot of my guests are from the United States is the one that has the most um, listeners followed by Canada and then Colombia, which is where I'm from. So that, that doesn't surprise me there. Uh, and then followed by the UK, Ireland, Mexico, Germany, Belgium, and we can go on France, Australia, Spain. Those are kind of like the top, top countries there, top 10 countries probably that I've just listed. So um, that is just amazing. And that is really also because of you, the listeners, because when you've heard this podcast and it's touched your heart, you share it with someone else and you're having an impact on their life as well. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, for sharing, um, these stories with others. And I am just, just extremely grateful of this journey and extremely grateful for what is to come in what continues to be this podcast and how it continues to evolve. And as you're hearing the story, uh, sorry, this episode, if you feel your story would be one that you'd like to share or if you ever have any suggestions of stories you might have not heard, please email me at griefgratitudepodcast at gmail.com and let me know what kind of stories of grief and gratitude you'd like to he hear um, as well, or if you would like to share your own. And also, if you'd like to support the podcast in any shape or form, I do have some merchandise that I've created with the slogan, Gratitude Flips the Switch. We've got cups, we've got um, sweatshirts, t-shirts, and there um, you can um, help that way. Or if you go on Instagram, on my Instagram account of Grief Gratitude Podcast um, Instagram, you will also see there's a way in which you can support the podcast there through PayPal. So those are ways in which you can help out if you ever feel called to, if you feel that this is something you want to keep listening to as well. So um, again, thank you. I'm Kendra Rinaldi, your host, and I am extremely grateful for all of your support in the last two years and celebrating with me this 100th episode of the podcast, Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between. May have a blessed day and week and year and month and years ahead <laughs> and um, wishing you all the best. Thank you again.
thank you again so much for choosing to listen today. I hope that you can take away a few nuggets from today's episode that can bring you comfort in your times of grief. If so, it would mean so much to me if you would rate and comment on this episode. And if you feel inspired in some way to share it with someone who may need to hear this, please do so. Also, if you or someone you know has a story of grief and gratitude that should be shared so that others can be inspired as well, please reach out to me. And thanks once again for tuning in to Grief, Gratitude, and the Gray in Between podcast. Have a beautiful day.